Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome everyone. I noticed somebody turned down my mic. we got to turn this back up. Uh-oh. Wait. All right. Oh, you mean on the computer. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about what everyone is talking about. Um, Fatima, Ukraine, Russia, and now Pope Francis. Which we've yeah. been, we've said it quite a few times, long before this trouble came up, that wouldn't it be weird? Well, yeah, I mean, didn't I even speculate that wouldn't it be weirdly ironic, but, but somehow cool if Francis was the one to finally pull the trigger, so to speak? Uh, but, but I even speculated that he might do it just because he doesn't really think there's anything to it. Right. But, okay, if he were going to do it, all right, well, we'll get into it, but, yep. um, <laughs> all right, so for someone who doesn't know anything about this, um, real quick history, 1917, the Virgin Mary appeared to three children, and she told them some things, and then uh, one of the things she told them was that Russia would spread her heirs throughout the world. And that until uh, Russia was consecrated to her Immaculate Heart, there would be uh, war over this, there would be persecutions, and the Pope would suffer. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't she even say many nations will be annihilated? Yeah, some nations will be annihilated. Which, which well, we've seen that in the 20th right. century. Well, I don't know. What's annihilated? I mean, in the sense that, in the sense that, you know, boundaries were redrawn and whole countries just went away, like Yugoslavia, yeah. for example. But that's always happened. Well, yeah, okay, think. that's there's some there's some degree, I guess, to which. But I mean, I don't know. About I would that. say that I would say there was more of that because even mm-hmm. even where you had like boundaries being disputed back and forth and that kind of stuff. You didn't just have, like, whole countries. Oh, okay, you're no longer a country now. Yeah. Plus the fact that, unlike before, uh, this is this is during World War One, and it was the first time entire worlds were at war, you know? So it affected more countries than just one or two. Yeah, than any before, right. Because then came World War Two. She also said the war would end soon, but... That if man didn't change his ways, there would be a second war, and it would be even worse than the first, which did happen. Um, and she said Russia would spread her heirs throughout the world. In the end, Russia would be consecrated to her Immaculate Heart, and there would be a time of peace. That's what she said, according to Sister Lucia. Um, the There were three kids that the Virgin appeared to. The first... The youngest two have already died. They died shortly after that. And then Sister Lucia, well, Lucia became Sister Lucia and entered a convent. And there she's been ever since. And, um, I mean, hold on here. Let me see. And she died in 2005, Sister Lucia did. Since then, people have been trying to get the Pope to consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, along with an order for all the bishops of the world to do so at the same time. 
there have been like seven or eight attempts to do this, and none of them have done it the way Sister Lucia described the Virgin Mary as asking. A mm-hmm. lot of people say that Pope John Paul II did do it because he consecrated the entire world along with the bishops to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And since Russia is in the world, there you go. Uh, Sister Lucia was asked, did he fulfill uh, Mary's request? And she said, yes, he did. Yeah, that that's one of those things that I question whether she was provided correct information. Right. She may have been told, okay, the Pope did it in union with all the bishops. He consecrated the whole world and specifically called out Russia. And she says, oh, okay, well then, yeah, that's what Our Lady asked for. But he didn't call out Russia. Right. And I, I read it, it, the word Russia doesn't appear in the act of consecration that he used. And she may have... Uh... She may have been told, yes, uh, the USSR fell, and she's thinking, oh, okay, Russia's been converted. Well, that's true, too, because, and that's one of the things, you know, you look at the timeline, okay, there was a lot of stuff that happened after this consecration of the world, possibly through the many graces that were derived from that consecration. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be that, that John Paul II's act had big effects throughout the world including the fall what we consider the fall of the soviet union but the soviet union did not exist in 1917 and our lady didn't say the soviet union will spread its errors or the soviet union soviet union will perdure or that the soviet union will do this or that right uh, until you know and so forth she said that russia will spread my her errors throughout the world. And in fact at a at a I don't you know the, there's the two different times there's the actual vision and then there's a, another private revelation that was some years later where the qualification of all the bishops was kind of brought into it. That was right. that was something brought in a later. But um there's this thing that says you know it it's kind of like predicted it will come too late. Right. By then, Russia will have spread her errors throughout the world, but my Immaculate Heart uh, will save Russia. Yeah. But here's the thing about that. First of all, Russia's not done spreading her errors throughout the world. Well, her and her errors are here Mar- in America. Marxism. And more and more so, I can envision a you know a set of world events playing out where practically the entire world is suffering under marxist rule not not like the way we had you know we talk about being under marxist rule in the united states under like a democrat um, yeah. administration and that kind of stuff but i mean under true marxist rule like in china mm-hmm. and then the pope maybe the current pope maybe some future pope finally gets it well, and then it ends up Russia is converted, Russia is saved, but the whole rest of the world is under some kind of Marxist rule, and now Russia becomes the launching point for re-evangelizing the world. Okay, but a lot of people say 
it's already happened. Because of the 1984 Pope John thing. Paul II's uh, right. Now, well, um, that's, that's you, why I said okay, let, Russia's not But let's go over errors. some things. First of okay. all, yeah, let's, let's. this original, um, the original secret was given to them in 1917. Right. And what, what she quotes is, uh, let's see, there's a couple things. Okay, she doesn't quote anything. She has the vision in 1917 where she later says, that she was given secrets. Mm-hmm. One of the things, well, we'll get there when she, because as of right now, she's the only one who knows them. Uh, later on in 1926, the infant Jesus appears to Sister Lucia. She's alone now because the other two are dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and asks them, asks her to, let's see, Hold on, let me get this right, because I had a little timeline here. What happened to it? What'd you do with it, Danny? I didn't do anything. I don't... I, okay, a, I, I wasn't even... I know. I wasn't even aware of the 1926 thing. Okay, wait a minute. There's... I had a... Uh, I have to cut this out. But there's a... Uh, the child... G- okay, yeah. There's a timeline I had. It, it's a... Uh, the apparitions were in 1917, and then uh, Mary appears to her again in 1925 and asks for the first Saturday devotion. Then she returns in 1926 and asks for the first Saturday uh, devotion. I just said that. And re- asks her to spread the first Saturday devotion. Okay. And then she comes in 1929 and requests... That Russia be, uh, Russia be uh, consecrated. Yeah, that's which she had asked that Russia, but it's not real clear. Be consecrated in 1917. There was a clarification supposedly no. in 1929. No, yes, she didn't ask. She did not ask for Russia to be consecrated to her. Okay, she says that on July 13th, 1917. God wishes to, this is Lucia talking about um, the the three children, uh, two quotes. I shall come to ask for the uh, consecration of Russia to my immaculate heart. If people attend to my requests, Russia will be converted and the rest of the world will be appeased. Okay, so maybe that's not asking, that's just promising to come and ask. Yeah, that's saying, and then I'm going to come back and ask. When 1929, that's when she came to ask. Okay. Then- okay, that makes sense. You're right, you're right. When, what I want to know is when did Sister Lucia write down, what, when did she talk to whoever, uh, the Pope, the, the uh, Bishop, when did she come to him and say, hey, this is what Mary wants? You know what I mean? I, I oh, question all of this, this stuff. How did the 1929 request yeah. reach... Uh, the Pope, and no matter where I, mean, I look, I get the Pope. I get going back and forth, but we, I don't. The stuff that we normally read, like the Three Secrets, mm-hmm. that wasn't written until 1941. 
Oh, and maybe the 1929 one wasn't either. Yeah, when was that written? When was the... uh... Here, I got something. Okay, 1929, they asked for the consecration of Russia. Uh... Yeah, that is a excellent, excellent question. The Lord communicates to Sister Lucia his dissatisfaction with the failure of the popes and bishops to obey his command to consecrate Russia. But when did she tell him that? In 1931. When did she tell him that you're supposed to consecrate Russia? I can't find that anywhere. Was it a personal message? Was it a written letter? Did she convey it to her bishop who sat on it? Yeah. I mean... If she did that, we might not know. There may be no way for us to discover that at this point. But this is why I question all of this. Because everything after like the that, original 1917 apparitions. Yeah. We've got. And, and then even, there, even when she talks. The right provenance of this stuff. Even when she talks about the. When she. In 1941, when she's writing The Secrets. The bishop had said, I want you to write these down. Under, and she wrote the yeah, first but I'm two. I'm giving you an order under, uh, obe- as a matter of obedience. Right. Well, no. At first, she asked him to, and she said that Our Lady appeared and said, Yeah, you can write them down. She wrote down the first two, but had trouble with the last one. And finally, it was the bishop said, I'm telling you under obedience to do it. And that's when she wrote down the third secret. Right. Now, is the third secret this... I don't think the third secret is this thing about the consecration. I think that's the second secret. Say that again? I think the thing about the consecration is the second secret, right. not the third secret. Right. I'm just giving you a timeline of, okay. of right. when she wrote these secrets. But that was all done in 1941. So in 1941... Okay. She, People take the words that she wrote in 1941 and act as if this is a direct quote from Mary, and it's not. Now, I have, I'm looking at, and and, okay, EWTN.com consecration timeline, and it has 1937, Pius XI is informed of the request from 1929 okay. by the Bishop of Liria, Dom Jose Alves Correa da Silva. Yeah. So it's not even until years later that the About eight years Pope later. is even made aware of this. But in 1931, she was chided by who? Jesus or Mary? Supposedly. Um, not- for She was told of Jesus's dissatisfaction with the popes. So why was she? What time did? When did she? You say she made uh, the uh, request to the pope. Well, not she. Uh, Nineteen thirty-seven is when the bishop thirty-seven conveyed conveyed the request to the pope. Yeah. So I'm thinking this bishop sat on it for eight years. So, oh yeah, okay, whatever. He probably didn't even believe the original 1917 apparitions. But in 1931, she has a vision, and the Lord is saying that 
the popes and the Catholic bishops didn't obey his command. Right. Which that, I mean, consider the various ways of, of expressing things in languages. Mm-hmm. I'm dissatisfied that the bishops and the pope have not done this yet. I'm laying it at your feet. You need to make them aware of the need to do this. You see okay. what I mean? That, that could be the message. Now, that could be. Um, that's another part of this, is that people take quotes either from her or from uh, other people quoting her and act like, well, see, God said or the lady said, blah, blah, blah. And we're getting a filter. Yeah. It's yeah, not even language. just that it's another language. It's an, a whole understanding of things. For example, when she's she's quoting Our Lady. In 1941, she's quoting Our Lady from 1917. This is a great many years later. That's a long time. Yeah. When are you gonna how are you gonna remember all that? And even I mean, if I'd like to think if our lady came and talked to me, I'd remember what she said, but that's a doggone long time. Right. And not only that, I mean there are certain things that make you know almost absolutely this isn't a direct quote of Mary. For example, um the war is going to end, but if people do not cease offending God, a worse one will break out during the pontificate of Pope Pius XI. Pope Pius XI wasn't a thing yet. Wouldn't she have well, questioned that? Yeah, Who's well, Pope Pius XI? Although, and she, you know, here's the she thing. She could that, have said that, the next pope or something like or, that. Or, yeah, but, but here's the thing that, I mean, it could be that Lucy, Lucia is translating what was said back then into what she right. knows to be now. That's what but I also, assume. also, keep, keep in mind that Lucia didn't... I mean, the children... I mean, they were very young children. And they didn't do too much to really question Our Lady about what she was saying. When she said that Russia would spread her errors throughout the world, yeah, the children didn't even know about Russia as a nation, as a country. They didn't they didn't real they didn't know what Russia was. They thought Russia was like a, a woman of ill repute. But they didn't question it. That's just you know, they they kind of took it at at face value. Okay, this lady Russia's gonna spread her errors throughout the world and and, and you know accepted yeah. it as it was presented to them. So so during the reign of you know, or or the pontificate of Pius XI or whatever, I could see them just accepting that as as stated without questioning. Well, wait, wait a minute. What do you mean, Pius? There's no Pius XI. So, you know, again, it's it's a lot of. Um, there's a lot to be. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot that we can't nail down about the whole thing, other than the appearance itself, and probably. You know, everything that they reported in the original secrets, certainly the stuff years later about the third secret, probably some interpretation and translation. I can't imagine that she could help doing that. And then everything in between, you know, it's okay. I, I have, here's, here's the thing. I have to believe that the 1929 thing is real. And here's yeah. why. Because in 1917, Our Lady says, I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia. Well, If my requests are heated, Russia will be converted. There will be peace. If not, she will spread her errors. 
Well, she's wait predicting a, a, a future encounter. Yeah, I know, but that's what she said she said. I mean, just keep in mind that yeah, it's but I don't think this is 1941. This being, yeah, no, no, is. 1941s is when she revealed the third secret. No. She wrote down the first two secrets in uh, 41. She didn't write down anything until 41, I don't <clears> think. <throat> Hold on. We should make sure of this. Let's let's confirm that. When was the, the second first... prophecy was not disclosed until August of 1941 after World War II had already begun. Oh, okay. Um and Pope Pius XI had been named. <clears throat> of course, by then it was in 1939 okay, that Pope right. Pius XII comes in. Two of the secrets were revealed in 1941. At the request of this same bishop who waited until 1937 to mm-hmm. convey the request to Pope Pius XI. Yeah. So it's just, but I hear people talk about it, and, and they talk about it as if they're experts, but really they only talk about the think. three quotes, and almost the entire argument is around these three secrets that were written down what, over 20 years later. That's what everybody's arguing about. And then, aside from that, the uh, the, the later discussion that from the uh, apparitions in 1925, 26, and 29. Right. It was in 29 that she did, according to... So we've just gone through kind of how it happened... 17 is the appearance, 25, she gets an apparition, 26, she gets an apparition, and in 29, she gets an apparition saying, I want them to consecrate the, uh, Russia now to I'm, me. I'm making this request, yeah. Now, as far as we know, she the only person she would have been able to tell that to is her bishop and her confessor, and maybe if she has like a... Was, uh, hold on, when did she enter the convent? Because she's she's uh, in dude, a she's not like in 21. a open convent. No. She's she's in a secluded 34. convent. What when thirty four? She's thirty four. Okay, so she would have still been able to talk to people in twenty nine. Uh, yeah. Okay, so okay, maybe she so did talk to someone. Let's say maybe. she tells her priest. Let's say she. T- I mean, she couldn't have gotten an audience with the pope, right? Or, I, I mean, I don't. I, she might have been granted one if she had like pursued it. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that she would have known how to. She's still a kid at request that, age, really. that kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, she's, she's still a young girl. It's not like well, these kids are worldly anyway. in any sense. You right. know, they're holy, but they're not worldly. And so right. the the concept of wait a minute, I need to speak to the Pope. Okay, well, okay, our Lady told me that. Well, let me tell my priest. What, what else are you going to do? Uh, you know, hey, my Lady, our Lady, the Lady who appeared in the visions. You know, 20, 22 right. years ago, she told me this. Or uh, not 22 years ago, but, but uh, 12 years ago. She told me this. She wants this. Okay. She's also yeah. in contact with certain officials because they're still investigating the original uh, visions. Mm-hmm. And it's in the church approves of the visions in 1930. Okay. So this... This request came 
before the church even gave an official approval to the original visions. Right. So pro, it, it's not like the hierarchy, the pre, her priest, her bishop was going to jump on it when she came and said, hey, now Our Lady has asked for this. Right. Uh, by this time, certainly she knew what Russia was as a country and so on and so forth. But, um, but I don't think, I mean, I know there there was a, uh, let's see, there was a revolution in Russia, the, the Bolshevik, the Bolshevik revolution, revolution. Right? that was in 17 to 23. So it, it's yeah, kind of in, in the midst yeah, of the around original 1917. Yeah. But I don't think, we don't have communists yet, right? Uh well, the Bolshevik Revolution was was it was a Marxist based revolution. I mean, Lenin was a okay. Marxist. Uh, it was a revolution of so called the workers, um, you know, workers of the world unite all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I guess. But, yeah, I guess it was. Uh, she wouldn't have known it then, though. And I don't think I know. We knew what communism was. We knew what anarchism was, mm-hmm. and there were anarchists and. Communists and, uh, uh, I can't think of the word. Antifa is anti. Oh, fascists. Fascists. Well, and there were yeah, fascists. I mean, These three all... powers were fighting each other in almost every European country. Yeah. Trying to gain ground. And it was going on all over Europe. And in some of the areas, like in Russia, communism won. In Italy, right, right. it was fascism, and well, you know, like, and in so in in nineteen twenty two, that's that's when the Soviet Union was established. There, there was, was only it? like okay, I, I think I think there were only like like a, a, a small handful of republics that were part of the Soviet Union at that time. They, you know, F, beyond that, then they started expanding. Um, right. So seven years after that is when Our Lady comes and asks for the consecration of Russia, uh, which presumably, if that had happened within a few years after that, you know, Maybe the, way before World War II, yeah. um, you know, 20-something years before World War II, so, well, about 20 years. So, presumably, history could have been a lot different yeah, Thanks. If, if that had yeah. been done. Yeah, and but, Russia uh, would not and, have but spread. But here's the thing. Communism, Marxism, everywhere. Right, but in nine, let, let's let's take the nineteen forty one recounts of the twenty nine and of the seventeen visions. Okay, um, it would still be a stretch in nineteen forty one for Sister Lucia, who had been in a uh, secluded convent since nineteen what thirty four. You said. Mm-hmm. Uh, to talk about the the you know Russia spreading her errors throughout the world, this this is not this is not yeah. the verbiage of a woman who is looking at the political signs of the times and responding to them within her own mind. G- given the fact that she was in this secluded convent since 1934, this is clearly still something be- that had been revealed to her. Now, see, okay, I've got another timeline claiming that, and uh, this is Marion.org, Fatima, uh, Mm -hmm. 
that on 1927, which is the year before uh, she's asked to consecrate Russia. Two years um, before. Yeah. She but, was given yeah, permission by the, a little bit before. by the Lord <clears throat> to write down the first two parts of the secret. Oh, did she do it then? Well, maybe she did. That's it what I don't get it. I, I don't. Well, no. I mean, given permission get, to write them down, that, but that doesn't mean to reveal yeah. them. Maybe she wrote them like in a diary or something, a journal that she kept to herself. I don't know why she would have wanted permission but, to do that. Maybe she felt a burden. Like, wait a minute. If, if these are secrets that I'm supposed to keep, 10 years have gone by now. Well, hold on. Let's find out what... And having written those down may have been what allowed her to have, you know, record them, you know, in more detail and with more certainty in 1941. Yeah. But what's weird is that presumably... The request initially was conveyed to the Pope eight years after it was conveyed, you know, given by Our Lady to. According uh, to Lucia. some accounts. Yeah. According to some accounts. Uh, but that was four years prior to Our Lady writing down the first two secrets uh, at the order of her bishop. Okay. Uh, Sister Lucia describes. The vision of 1929 as thus. Our Lady said to me, the moment has come in which God asked the Holy Father in union with all the bishops of the world to make the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart. Um, So she's no longer quoting. She says, I gave an account of this to the confessor who ordered me to write down what Our Lady wanted done. Later okay. in an intimate, intimate, I think that's supposed to be intimate communication. Later in an intimate, yeah, intimate communication. communication, our Lord complained to me, saying they did not wish to heed my request. Like the King of France, they will repent and do it, but it will be late. Russia will already have okay. spread her heirs throughout the world, provoking wars and persecutions of the church. Okay. But, so that's kind of like what I was saying. But this is I what mean, she wrote. She didn't write this in 29, though. No. She's she describing what happened in 29. In 29. When did she write? Well, you you just said Nobody she, knows. Well, hold she on. Has, she told said, her confessor, and her confessor said to write it down. At the order of her confessor, she wrote it down. But when did that happen? Yeah. When that's what that I'd happen? like to was know. It, was it in 30, 31? Was it in... In 41, 42, 43, but it was, but here's the thing, regardless of when that happened, somehow the request, well, okay, you know, we don't really know that Pope Pius XI got the request in 1937. Um, We do, there is a 1938, Portuguese bishops asked Pius XI for the consecration of the world. It is said they were in, it is said. They were influenced to do this by the spiritual director of Blessed Alexander. Okay, that that that's irrelevant. That has nothing to do with. Fatima. Yeah. Okay. Request made to Pius the Twelfth through the Bishop of Macau, and a little later through Father uh, Gonzaga de Francesca. Mention is made of Our Lady asking the consecration, consecrating of Russia to the Immaculate Heart. Okay, so 
unless there's an actual paper, uh, some kind of you know surviving document of the 1937 request from uh, Bishop uh, Dom Jose Alvarez Correa da Silva, the first one that I think we really can count on uh, is the request in 1940. It says mention is made of Our Lady Aska. So that sounds like there's an actual physical letter that people mm-hmm. are referring to. So 1940, I think, is the first one that we can really count on. Okay, the papacy is now aware of this, of this request. Yeah. I, I don't know if we can count on the 1937 uh, one from the EWTN timeline. Right. And I, and it, it, I, I see so many timelines saying different things. Very few of them actually quote anything and say, right. this was written on this day and this is what it says. Um, now, that just doesn't exist. In 1940... This is, again, according to the EWTN timeline. It says, Sister Lucia writes a letter to Pius XII saying that our Lord himself requests the Pope to, and now, quote, start, consecrate Mm -hmm. the world to the Immaculate Heart of Mary with a special mention for Russia and order that all the bishops of the world do the same in union with your holiness. Now, this special mention of Russia... I think that, you know, that's the one that, that down the line, 1984, without, like, can you mention Russia without naming Russia? I don't know. Yeah. But here's the thing, 1940, and again, this is before the 41 where she wrote down the first and second secret. She's sending this letter. It makes me think there's, there's a letter somewhere, a physical letter that has, that, you know, people could translate into English and we ought to be able to find and go read that letter and get a sense of, okay, does this sound like sister Lucia correctly remembering, you know, again, now she would have been what, six years in a secluded convent, remembering things from 1929. And then maybe a little bit of a 1931 follow up from our Lord. I don't know how secluded she was. I mean, she had interviews with people. She wrote things. Uh, My understanding is that she, she could exchange letters uh, like she visited Fatima, were were very infrequent and had to have special arrangement, and they were through a, um, you know, one of the like basically a confessional yeah. shield. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it wasn't like you know two people. Hey, let's go have lunch and talk about this stuff. It wasn't like that, right? I mean, it, it still was a a seclusion, and and now I don't know how much they were like brought news about world events or anything. I, I have no yeah. idea what it's like in these convents. Probably very little news of the outside world leaked in. Well, but okay. I, I would like to know that, that those, these are all relevant questions that, I mean, people can put together. These I don't think lines. anyone even has a, uh, an answer to these. And I, I see all yeah. these timelines, these people who pretend they're that they're experts of rumors. on this, but it's like, how do you know this? It's, it's it's all rumor unless you can produce a letter. Yeah. Or, you know, talk to somebody. Okay, wait a minute. This person explicitly states this and he remembers this and he read this letter and he handed it to the Pope. Okay, Remember, it's a little we're bit, not even talking about the third secret yet. Believable. No, no, no. We're just talking about the basic, the consecration thing. Right. And there's, I mean, these are things that everybody else takes for granted. 
Yeah. That we're asking questions about. Wait a minute. How? When did this happen? How do we know it happened? Where's the document that shows that it happened? And yeah. so on and so forth. Here's the thing. I mean, I don't... I mean, obviously, I fully believe the 1917 apparitions. I completely believe the existence, the, the historical reality of the 1929 apparition. Mm-hmm. But... All of the, you know, the exact content of it and all of the, you know, stuff that happened between then and now and, you know, how long it was since, you know, the original one and when she wrote stuff down. It's very fuzzy. You know, it's like, okay, I either have to accept a whole bunch of stuff as though it's gospel. Yeah. Or I have to say, well, okay, maybe, maybe not. Kind of question everything. It, it's, yeah, um, it, you know. So and let's then it's look like, at... Okay, well, wait a minute. You keep pushing the line back. You, okay, well, if you question this, maybe you question this, maybe you question yeah. this. Well, then you get back to the original apparitions. Well, you can't really, you know, the, yeah, the news know. reports of the miracle of the sun, you know, that's kind of like the stopping point. It's like, well, okay, wait a minute. Something happened there. You, Something you happened. You can't question that. I, and then you start going forward and say, okay, but but what can you count on based on that? And what is something that you I can... Have, uh, I have a confession. Maybe it's a pious rumor. I don't... I'm sorry. But in Cincinnati, there was this um, miracle of lights, Our Lady of Light. I think that's what it was called. Really? This, Did it really Mary happen? was supposed to be appearing to this priest and she would come in the form of flashing lights yeah at the onset of darkness once a year sounds, or something like that i don't know it sounds um, like lsd well i supposedly everybody would be able to see it so oh everybody i went okay. there yeah yeah i went Did you see anything if somebody said what did you see i would say i saw a bunch of camera flashes <laughs> that's what i would say this is a time when uh, digital was not very big. Yeah, everybody had their phone cameras. Everybody had what, what regular year was cameras. This? Do you remember? Uh, Veronica had just been born, so it would have been like 98, 99. Okay, yeah, <laughs> right around turn of the millennium. Um, that's. I was angry when I walked away. I thought so I would see something miraculous. Yeah. But that's what I saw. But I went with other people, and other people talked about the miracle they had just witnessed. And you're like, what are you talking about? Right. So So I'm not... How did they describe it? I'm not questioning the 1917 miracle. I'm just... All I'm saying is, I've had a bunch of people with me telling me they witnessed a miracle, and I don't know what the heck they're talking about. But what... How do they describe it? They said there were flashes all over the place. I said, yeah. And you said, yeah, like from cameras. Because <laughs> everybody had their cameras out. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, So, okay. do you understand I mean, how after experiencing that, when somebody yeah. says, well, all the reporters reported the same thing, and that's not true. A lot of people well, no, they didn't report the things. same thing. They, yeah. they reported a few different things, but there were things. You know, there, were things there was the like, dry ground. That can't there's, really be explained. There's the dry ground. That way. There's 
there's the fact that like you went here's the thing in like in this 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 non miracle that you went to <laughs> you yeah. went as a believer hoping to see a miracle and you I saw would, a bunch of camera flashes and I I admit I was hoping for affirmation you know was there anybody at this was there anybody that you talked to from this thing that was there as a non believer simply there to report on the stupidity of the believers who were was astounded by the fact of this miracle. Because Not that I that's know what, that's what happened at Fatima. I know that Son. I did bring a non-believer with me. Mm-hmm. And he went away um, a non-believer. I don't know if he did or not. He seemed, oh, to yeah. have, he seemed very quiet the rest of the night. Oh, okay. Um, he didn't... I never cornered him and said, did you see anything? But he was... He seemed touched. <clears throat> Yeah. I know another person who said they didn't see anything. I know another person who's, I know two or three people who said, yeah, I know all these flashes and, and you couldn't follow them and you couldn't see where they were coming from and things like that. But well, in a dark place, flashes. that's a camera flash. That's, so that's, the, that's how it works. I just, when people just take for granted, well, it was seen by everyone. Yeah, so was Our Lady well, of Light. Why would Our Lady appear as flashes anyway? Because presumably this is how this priest was seeing Our Lady like multiple times. Yeah, it was once a year. It would happen. And then what? It's, okay, I, I'm gonna, I, I'm she gonna, would talk I'm to him. I'm going to appear to you and, as a bunch of flashes and of, give him so, some messages, and that's about it. Okay. I never Did read the his messages. messages. Make any sense? Oh, I never okay, read so. them because right. I thought. I was so disappointed by the whole experience. I was like, like I, I don't want to hear bother. anything else about it. Um, yeah. And I don't know. It's just, that's always stuck with me. So when people talk about Fatima, even though it's widely accepted, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not that quick to jump on it. It was approved by the church. That doesn't mean it was true. We certainly don't have to believe it's true. Yeah, we're not required by I, faith I do believe, to believe it, it is true. I do believe, I believe it. it. Yeah. I, but, but I'm just saying I I'm not going to poo-poo someone if they don't believe it. Right. And I don't see anything wrong with calling the whole thing into question. Mhm. There's nothing wrong with saying, "Wait a minute. How do you know this?" <clears throat> but let's talk about two different scenarios. Okay. Scenario 1 is that the normies out there, the People who have yet to be red pilled, oh, who think right. that the uh, that Pope so John Paul Norman, II, you mean they accept Fatima because that's a normal Catholic yeah. position. Yeah, they accept the the statement that the 1984 consecration was the real one, and they probably accept that the assassin the attempted assassination of JP two was the fulfillment of. The manifestation, the you know, whatever, the third of that, secret, that yeah. third secret vision. Yeah. Okay. So those are the normies. Got Actually, it. I'm not even going to touch the third secret because that's okay. Just so we'll we'll put that somewhere corner. else. So they but they they believe Fatima, but they accept that it was already done in 1984. And I got to tell you, there was a lot of what seemed like miraculous stuff that happened after right. 1984. I no doubt about that. Including the fall of the USSR, which we mm-hmm. know as Russia. Well, um, I mean, I, I know we don't know it, as, which, but that was yeah, Russia. But, but yeah, we, we, wow, Russia just it lost was just all its power. All the land. The USSR fell. But that was Russia that a conversion of Russia? 
Well, that's the other question here that I haven't seen anyone ask. Mm-hmm. We are so used to, we've been conditioned to pretty much ignore anything coming out of Russia um, and treat it as propaganda, with good reason. Oh, right. Uh, if If Putin tells us or his propaganda pieces tell us that they are a Christian nation now. Of course we don't believe that. Right. But the uh, Orthodox, the Russian Orthodox Church does exist now, and it didn't exist before. And it's my understanding that Catholic churches also exist in well, Russia. Okay, let, let's hold on, back up. The Russian Orthodox Church was, it, it did exist even before, did I it? think, the conversion of Russia to communism. And I mean, it was suppressed under the communist dictatorship, whereas now it's the official church of Russia. Are but you sure? It's the, yes. And are the but bishops? It, it's the official church of Russia in the sense that Russia now controls Christianity by making this the official church. And you don't have the same privileges that you do as a religion if you're not Russian Orthodox. Now... Catholic is churches this, uh, do wait exist a in Russia. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Is this the way that, say, the Catholic Church existed in England pre uh, uh, King Henry the what was it the sixth, fifth, who gave us the Church of England? The eighth, you mean? The eighth? I thought it was like the King, fifth. King King Henry the eighth was okay. Gave like, us the yeah. okay. This is so the famous pre- song, I'm Henry the eighth. Um, yeah, I know, but that's just a song. Well, I know, but yeah, that, that's, I resist that's making fun the, of King Henry the Eighth. Uh, temptation to call him the Eighth because I know that's just a song. But maybe okay, it okay. So it's the Eighth, um, right? Pre King Henry, the Catholic Church did exist in England, but obviously it was controlled by the state. That's why the entire church broke away from Rome. Is that the way the Russian Orthodox? church exists in russia right now i think initially not because i I think initially around i mean sometime around or before the the turn of the first millennium Uh it it was actually the byzantine rite that was kind of made uh the official religion of russia uh when it actually became specifically russian i don't know but it's but the the current modern Russian Orthodox uh, tradition and churches trace their continuity back to that. Yeah, I know. Initial, but what I'm saying is, you know, first millennium. are they under the control of Putin? That's what oh, I'm think, asking. Oh yes, I think is they it are. just a government? Is this a bureaucracy? It, it it's and a government church, but it's one that still still has apostolic succession. Yeah. So okay. because I, I'm just trying to find and, out if Putin didn't Putin come in and, and controls change, the church, like like Henry VIII did, or like some I, I think it wasn't Henry VIII himself, but some subsequent you know king or parliament of yeah. England or whatever actually changed the rights of the sacraments yeah. in a way that broke apostolic succession in the Church of England. That hasn't happened in the Church of Russia. So they like when I was in Russia, 
in theory, if I couldn't find a Catholic church, I could go to a Russian Orthodox. Yeah. And I even asked, you know, about this before I went over there. I'm not really can, asking that. That's got nothing to do with what I'm saying. Okay, but yes, they are. Is un, the church controlled, controlled by, by Putin? The state. They are controlled by Putin, by the state, yes. If, this church, if the state says, uh, tomorrow you are going to marry gay people, is that what's going to happen? Probably not that directly. There may be some tension there. We don't know how that would work yeah. or play out. But, you know, Putin isn't interested in doing that to the Russian church. What right. he's more interested in doing is using it to make sure that he's in control of Christians. Right. You believe what you want, but I'm in control. I think that's more okay. what it's about. Okay, I'm just, I mean, if... In a way of controlling other... If the you know, normies like, are right, then mm-hmm. Russia has been converted. Because it is largely Russian Orthodox, which is the official yeah. religion of the of Russia. I mean, it's, it's not like the official religion of Russia is atheism or right. is a, you know, some... some or is no religion at all. It it is a it's a brand of Christianity that is in schism from Rome, but nonetheless retains apostolic succession. Yeah. So you could make an argument that there that a conversion has taken place, certainly from the communists, which I mean under communism, beautiful cathedrals in Russia and you know, they really have some right. cool cathedrals in Russia. Yeah, they do. Uh, were converted into um, like museums dedicated to atheism, yeah. like Blasphemy. stupid stuff like that. Yeah, and that's not happening now. So that's true. If, that's true. If Russia has been converted at this point, and again, what do you really know about Russia? I mean, Hardly everything anything. comes filtered. Yeah, and what we do hear from Russia, none of us believe. Why? Because. We're you know, used to them being communists. Communists are liars. That's true. And I don't. I don't even know if Putin is a Marxist. I know he's not a communist. You know what? You know what? That's a good point. Putin wants to restore Russia's preeminence in the world, a la Soviet Union, let's say. But that doesn't mean he wants to rule it as a Marxist regime. Now, I personally think he probably does want to i you know i don't know but my point is we can't conclude the one from the other that's my point and there's another part of this uh communism the brand that we know the marxism that we all grew up with in the 80s they were down and determined to kill christianity oh absolutely they wanted it gone there was no uh, there was no tolerance for it, let alone uh, working with it or anything like that. It was not tolerated. That was the error that Russia spread throughout the world, is this atheism and this hatred for the church. And that is what's in America now. That is what's all over Europe right now. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not; they're not ruling yet, but that has spread. It's in all the schools. Yeah. It's in our government. And if is the it Russian in Russia? Orthodox Church, Russia, I mean, the Russian Orthodox is not in union with the Pope. But if the Russian Orthodox Church is the official religion in Russia, you could make an argument that that, that hatred of Christianity exists in ways throughout the rest of the world that it does not now exist in Russia. 
that's that's kind of what I just want to point out. And I'm not saying I believe that's the truth. I'm just pointing out you that can't dismiss the, you, the normies out of hand. Yeah, you can't just say, "Oh, you just haven't been red pilled yet." And it's like, well, wait a minute. They well, do that yeah, to let's, us. Let's I'm not going to do that to think them. Think it through. Right. There is right. a case here. Yeah. And the other side of this is it didn't happen yet. Um, Russia is in a state where Putin's trying to rebuild what was lost. We know that we know he's a killer. Now, yeah. what he's done he in the past man. 10 years, I don't know. I don't know right. anything about the past 10 years. I do know that he just arrested one of the Wikipedia editors for uh, editing certain sections of the the Ukraine-Russia entries. Yeah. I mean, it's like like 15 years to be critical. He doesn't... 15 years in prison. Yeah. He doesn't tolerate uh, anti-Russia propaganda. He doesn't tolerate it. Um, Right now... It's not the same thing as hating the church. Right. It's the same thing as hating freedom. Right. But, yeah. Obviously, this is a bad guy. But the only reason we're not in jail for publishing our podcast is, well, for two things. Because nobody listens to it. But also because because that isn't within the law yet. Yet. Yeah, that's a big, the, that's a big word, yet. The people who hate us would do it if they could. Yeah. And and you even the normies can admit that if so, YouTube could put us in real jail as opposed to YouTube jail, they do it. So let's we accept s- the direst aspects of you know, hypothetically the direst aspects of the, uh, the remembered, the recalled, you know, wordings, quotes of Our Lady, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth by Sister Lucia, and at the same time accept. The normie position that the 1984 consecration was the real deal. Um, okay, so Jesus says they will do it, but it will be too late. Russia will have spread her errors. So let's let's then say, okay, Russia, even though Putin's a bad man, okay, a country can be a, have a bad leader and still be basically a converted country, whatever. Um so let's say that, that Russia is converted and they're on a path back to a more total conversion, even eventually through ways that we don't understand union with, with Rome. Yeah. But Russia has already cast her errors throughout the world so that now obviously you have this ascendant China, which is in no means converted, that's absolutely right. Marxist and communist, and... We see other countries now more and more wanting to be socialist, both including the European Union and the, the United Vatican. States. And the Vatican. And so, oh, oh mean, yeah, including our, the Vatican, our Pope too. Is a Mac- yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, the Vatican as well. So now it's true that, that it was too late, that Russia did spread her errors throughout the world, and those errors, think of them as seeds, are only now starting to grow into saplings and and eventually actual trees that are taking root in countries like the united states where you never thought you'd see something like that right and and even though the conversion of russia is well underway let's say let's surmise and hypothesize right 
at the same time, the her errors that she spread throughout the world are going to cover it like a canopy. Yeah, and, they're growing and, and cause a you know just like our Lord supposedly predicted to Sister Lucia. So the normie assumptions still work. Yeah. If you know what I mean, and and they right. still spell dire futures for most of the world. At the same time, some of the trad, some of the red pillars, also work. You know, yeah, uh, that's that, true. That the errors that were spread was communism. It's just that communism just exists. Marxism more than communism, but it mm-hmm. exists in a different way now, and it's. Right. It's gaining strength. Slowly, it's gaining strength as it chokes out the real followers of Christ so mm-hmm. that they're not visible anymore. Yeah, because that's the thing. Those that are truly dedicated to Marxism, they have to suppress the church. Because the that's church part of is it. fundamentally anti-Marxist. I mean, it's not like the church was set up as, oh, wait, Marxism come. We better set up. A, you know, it's But the fundamental... Yeah understanding the fundamental anthropology of the church that's based on Christology comes down against Marxism. Yeah. Or what you could say, turn it around. Marxism is fundamentally a perversion of a Christological understanding of the human race. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, and you know, I, I kind of said this before in our one or two of our previous podcasts, Yes, Russia, you know, Putin's a bad man, but we should be more worried about China than we are about Russia. Definitely. Yeah, they're and much more I, dangerous I think to it. All of our discussion in, in this podcast so far kind of underscores that. Yeah. Now, if if that line of thinking is wrong and it hasn't taken place yet and Putin really is ultimately after uh well, he's after control, and part of that is going to be destroying the church. Um, well, then we've got this, you know, Ukrainian bishops are saying, um, Pope Francis, please uh, consecrate us and Russia, because they were kind of, the, the two countries are tied, because they're, sometimes Ukraine is part of Russia, and sometimes not. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, Ukraine was was like the the launch pad of the conversion of Russia to Christianity. I think by by Saint Cyril Methodius, yeah, uh, who converted the, the Slavic peoples. They did it from Kiev in in Ukraine. Yeah, so um, Pope Francis says, "Yes, I will consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, along with Ukraine." Not only that, but I'll send my bishop to do it in Fatima. Right, but, but so what? If you believe the 1929... (laughs) If you believe that the narrative that we started with, that it has to be all the bishops, well, then he's still not doing it. So so what? Not that it wouldn't be bad for him to do, but it still doesn't fulfill the the request that we think Mary made. And so it's not really going to help the situation. But here's here's the thing. Okay, so... The, the the normie um, scenario that, that you presented. Yeah. Okay, I'm going back, and again, uh, you know, this is 1917 to 1941 when she wrote these things 
down. How many years is that? That's like 24 it's years. It's a little or over like 20. That. Yeah. Yeah. More than 20 years later. But, uh, and I'm going to this, like to the end of the, the section about, con- you know, converting Russia, the good will be martyred. The Holy father will have much to suffer and the various nations will be, and various nations will be annihilated in the end. My Immaculate Heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, and she will be converted. Here's the, the, the big kicker line. And a period of peace will be granted to the world. I don't think that has happened yet. That has not happened. So that's... And that's yeah. that's the, the sticker in the, the Normie narrative. Well, here's the problem. Normies don't believe that. Normies think we are at peace. Oh, well, since the falling of USSR. (laughs) Oh, because we don't have the USSR USSR to fight. We're at peace. (laughs) You know, ignoring all the other places we've been bombing and the places, I mean, between Vietnam and uh, heck, uh, what's the name for Afghanistan for the past 20 years? Yeah. Libya. there's a couple other places, but uh, yeah, know, the war's been happening. If, what happens if more countries in South America turn totally socialist, like Venezuela? Uh, but yeah. but you know the thing is about a socialist regime, a socialist empire. Um, you know, you take a tiny socialist country, um, Cuba, for example. Well, why does Cuba survive? Well, because there's other countries willing to take their their big exports, which are what sugar and. Cuban yeah. rum and, and cigars or something like that. I don't know. Um, but other than that, I mean, socialist countries survive when they're big. Like Russia, the USSR, USSR was big. Now, yeah. China is big. It's not as big as Russia, but it's big. now. And China also has, has uh, you know, the, the Chinese Communist Party kind, kind of, of learned. Changed it's, it a little it's like bit. They, they've, they've learned to play the capitalist game. To the benefit of the Communist Party, it's it's right. China is is almost a, a, a you know a. a I thing gotta of step itself. away from the mic for a second. Oh, okay. China, China is almost a thing of itself that deserves its own kind of analysis. But what if South America, say, you know, were to become more generally socialist, explicitly socialist? So that you had a number of countries uniting with, for example, Venezuela um, and Venezuelan type socialism to the extent where they were large enough to actually then um, survive for a, a reasonably long period as a socialist country. Okay, now they're socialist in the same way that, say, the USSR was socialist and they're not very far from us in North America, and they develop, say, long-range nuclear missile technology capabilities and that kind of stuff. I mean, there's a whole lot of of developments in the world that look forward to scenarios that are anything but peaceful, and 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 we, you know, it, it would be, uh, I don't know, I guess it's just foolish or just anti-intellectual to say. Hey, the world's at peace now. The world's been at peace since you know since since the Reagan administration or whatever because of the fall of the USSR. No, the world hasn't been at peace. Now the world may get to that peace promised by Our Lady. It, I mean, the Normie narrative could still work out. Yeah, 
It's just the Ru- when the Russian conversion is complete, the world may be at peace. I don't know. But maybe Russia becomes not that peace beacon right now. for the rest of us. Yeah. You don't know. Okay. I don't know. Now, so. here's here's the thing. I all of this stuff we've been talking we've been talking about Fatima and Russia and and Russia clearly here's the thing Russia clearly has for some reason a place in our lady's heart. Why does our lady yeah. love Russia and want Russia to be converted? I don't know. I do know that when I was in Russia, you go into the various places. You you can go into like the the kiosk stands in the Kremlin to to buy you know trotchka that, that you know it's meant for tourists and that kind of stuff. But first and foremost among these are icons of Our Lady. Yeah, the the Russian people. It's just kind of this this sort of cultural thing that Our Lady. And images of Our Lady and thoughts of Our Lady just kind of permeates it on a on a popular level, and and if you just spend time in Russia, you see that. Um, but here here's the thing. I, I it, let's see five two twenty four. If you could stand for me to read about twenty verses of the Bible, I want to put all of this conversation that we've ha- been having into a different context. Okay. Okay. I'm reading Luke and I'm going to read about 20 verses so that, you know, it, it's kind of, you you get kind of the full measure. Okay. This is Luke uh chapter 21 and I'm starting at verse 5. Jesus is going to talk about it's kind of funny. <laughs> the I, I don't know how it skips from one to the other but um Luke 21 opens with Jesus's observation about the widow that, you know, and she's offering and she's offering just a little bit to the poor, but it's kind of all she has. Oh, so it's okay. like, yeah, she, she's making herself one of the poor that needs to rely on these offerings. And, and, you know, and, and he praises her and, and says, you know, she, she gave everything. Um, it's kind of like in, uh, you, you remember, uh, the Magnificent Seven, when, yeah. uh, you know, it's like the people, they, they bring, well, it's all we have. And the guy says, well, I've, you know. I've never been offered everything. I've never been offered everything before. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. that. So okay. anyway, um, but he, he, he like jumps immediately from that with no transition whatsoever, whatsoever into Jesus talking about the destruction of the temple. So I'm going to just start okay. reading at verse 5. And some spoke of the temple, how it was adorned with noble stones and offerings. He said, as for these things which you see, the days will come when there shall not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And they asked him, teacher, when will this be and what will be the sign when this is about to take place? And he said, take heed that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is at hand, do not go after them. And when you hear of wars and tumults, tumults, do not be terrified, for this must first take place, but the end will not be at once. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places famines and pestilences, and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and the prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. 
This will be a time for you to bear testimony. Settle it therefore in your minds not to meditate beforehand how to answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and kinsmen and friends, and some of you they will put to death. You will be hated for by all for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. Obviously, he's talking about eternal life. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation has come near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains and let those who are inside the city depart and let not those who are out in the country enter it. For these are days of vengeance to fulfill all that it is written. Alas, for those who are with child and for those who are nursing in those days. For great distress shall come upon the earth and wrath upon his people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive among all nations. Now here's the, the, you know, the puncher quote. And Jerusalem will be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Now, take all of this stuff happening in world history and... Put it into that context. What does he mean? The times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. I mean, we had the Holy Roman Empire. We had the age of scholasticism. We had the ascendancy of Western culture and thought and philosophy and its service to Christianity and Catholicism and the church. Doesn't it feel like the age of the Gentiles is coming to an end? Yeah, but what's after the age of the Gentiles? Then the then Jerusalem, the Jews, will no longer be downtrodden. I think okay. we may be in world history, and in another verse, another gospel, Jesus t- says, hey, it, it, you know, in terms of the end of time, we can't know. And we're not supposed to try to know. But other things he says, take heed from the signs. And he even gives an example. You know, when you see the buds on the fig tree, you know that spring is here. Take heeds of the times. I think we are coming to a point in world history, it may be in the next 10 years, it may be in the next 100 years, when we will see the uh, corporate conversion of the Jewish people to Catholicism. Yeah. And I think that's going to, to coincide. And this is just pure speculation on my part yeah with the period of peace now how russia figures it i have no idea that our lady said will happen when russia is converted so i'm just throwing that out there because i happen to read that part of the bible recently in my you know every morning i read a little bit it's like wow that's wow the the end i never thought about there is going to be an end of the age of the gentiles and after that jerusalem will no longer be downtrodden Now, one way to view that is, oh, he's talking about the new Jerusalem, the church, and the end of the age of the Gentiles was the end of the age of martyrs, and then from there we had the expansion of the Holy Roman Empire, and so that's already passed and done. And then what happened next? You know, that's a way Uh to read that. But I don't think so. I think this is looking forward to the actual conversion of the Jews as a people. And, And, you know, really... 
um, I think this is what marks the real end of the Jewish. It's called the diaspora, which is the kind of the the dispersion of Jews throughout the world. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, well, now that there's the state of Israel, that's over. I don't believe so. I don't think that it's over until the Jews convert and come to their true home, which is the Catholic Church. But that's that's a bit of I mean, I just wanted to put that in there because of everything else we've been talking about. That's my uh, sort of thoughts and speculations about some of the things that are going on in history and what may really be going on that that is like momentous in, in even a broader sense than than what we've been talking about. Now, of the things we've been talking about, what we didn't talk about is that third secret of Fatima. And well, I don't true. have a whole lot to say about this, but I do I don't want to know say that it relates thing. at all to Russia. No, I don't. Or to the, to modern events. Um, but I do. I I hear quite a few people uh, preaching on this matter, and look, I do. You know about the whole uh, secret. 1A, 1B, Oh, yeah, the, the part A, a part B. B, that kind of... Yeah. The, yeah, the, I, I'm the, sorry. That's just not true. What's not true? That there is... There's... The first secret is the vision of hell. But doesn't the she second, say something about that afterwards? In doesn't the second she, secret, she talks about the vision of hell. And then she the, talks about Russia and about the war. There is no a, vision of this. There's not a vision of the war. No. Okay, so the first secret is the vision of hell. The second secret is the explanation of hell, explanation and of the, the first prophecy. vision, and the discussion of Russia, which is relevant because Russia's errors are what are going to lead souls to hell. Yeah, and then this third secret is this other thing. Now, here's right. the thing: I I don't have a problem thinking that the third secret is that that there's no part B. I don't have a big problem thinking that there is a part B. But, right. I mean, the third secret, as, I mean, you read it, it it's like, it, it doesn't correspond either. to anything that's happened in history right. yet. It's like, okay, right. whatever it is, we won't know what it is until after whatever it has happened. And once it does happen, it'll be clear. Oh, that's what they're talking about. And this assassination attempt of JP2 isn't it. Which is another big part of every prophecy. Prophecies yeah. are something you look back on, not right. look forward that's, to. That's the the right, right, exactly. I mean, all the pro- even the prophecies in in the beginnings of uh, Israel. Yeah. You know, God God says, "If you walk in my ways, I'm going to do this. If you don't, this is going to happen to you." Um, and then even it's kind of funny. I was reading um, the the yesterday, well, no, no, two days ago, uh, Solomon's dedication of the first temple, you know, Mm -hmm. Solomon built the temple and his dedication of the first temple. And he goes through all the different things and and it's kind of, I mean, it's like, it's extremely wise and, um, you know, you're kind of wowed by Solomon's understanding of God. And he makes the point, you know, he says, okay, God, this temple can't hold you. You were in the heavens and you made the heavens. The heavens can't even hold you because you made them. Um, but, when the people of Israel look to this temple and pray, hear their prayer. And then he goes through all the different scenarios when they're going to they're gonna look to the temple 
and pray. When, when there's a drought and there's no rain and they look to the temple and pray because they've offended you, hear their prayer and send rain. And when they've offended you and there's a pestilence, hear their prayer and, and help them. And he goes into things, even when they're led away in captivity and look from foreign lands to this temple because they've offended you and pray and ask for your forgiveness, hear their prayer and bring them back. You know, all this kind of stuff. Well, all of these things are prophecies from Solomon yeah, of stuff that's going to happen later to the Israeli uh, people. And um, they didn't understand it when he was but saying they it. They didn't understand it. Then. No, exactly. It's, and then you look back and say, like, oh, wow, okay, that's what he was talking about. Right. Um, yeah, prophecy is always that way. And I, I mean, obviously, all the public prophecies. That's why we had to wait until Jesus came for anybody to actually understand Isaiah. For example, right, and it's my um, contention that when the third secret is fulfilled, we'll know it. We'll be like, yeah. "Oh, that's what that oh, was." That's what that was. But in, yeah. until then, I mean, you know, the attempt to to line it up with silly things like like yeah. I, I don't want to like, under like Pope John. Paul I don't mean to make light of the, the attempted assassination <laughs> of JP two, but compared to this vision of the third secret, that was kind of silly. Yeah, give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I think we've we've talked for an hour and a half almost now. Wow, yeah, we've got, and uh, we got to get on. I mean, we we don't have a conclusion, but you know the thing no, is, we're just, I think I, I guess our point is, you see, you see the normies who say, "Oh yeah, whatever, consecration already been done. Don't need to worry about it." You can't, you can't quite rest on that. But then the yeah. Taylor Marshalls, for example. Right, you, you you can't take that as gospel either. You can't right. dismiss because both of them can still work, especially when you consider how short a timeline we're looking at. A hundred years is nothing. Yeah, in in, in the plan of God, and um, ultimately, I mean, you can't you can't take what's going on right now. And necessarily apply it because we don't know what's going on right now. Well, which, that's true. Um, there's, there's we're about the... to get into Russian news, and I don't care what you're hearing; it's not the truth. Yeah, I mean, even the you know, it's like okay, I listen to some Catholic podcasters, and like, okay, I've been in Ukraine, and I you've you know, been to Russia, I helped refugees you? get across the border. Yes, there are refugees. Okay, nobody's denying that. You know, right. that kind of stuff. But there but isn't that, every that, war. That's not the story. That's not really you know, what's happening. And the fact is, those refugees are not fleeing Russia. They're fleeing Ukraine. Yeah. Because it's Ukraine kind of, is forcing people to fight. You know, that's a good point. Aren't they? I mean, it's, that's it's like, what. Okay, wait a minute. Russia's attacking. That's we what the Koreans did. Into our army. Yeah, that's and what then, they well, did in Vietnam. Fight. Well, yeah. not only that, but I mean, that's what, what the Nazis did. That's what the people, Nazis did. That's what the Russians did. How many people fled the Nazi empire, not because, you know, they were forced, you know, they felt like they were forced to flee out of Nazi rule, but because they were forced to flee the the idea of being compelled to fight for the Nazis. That's, that's yeah. what the whole, the whole Sound of Music uh, epic, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, the, the story point. is about. Yeah. It, it wasn't because... Austria had become intolerable. It's because he was going to be forced 
into a commission to, to you know, on behalf of the Nazis. That's what was intolerable that he fled. Consider the fact that men are not allowed to flee. That means something. Yeah. You know, it's... Oh, well. Um, well, that takes us to Ukraine. Yeah, we'll, we'll get Ukraine into... Let's, let's do current and events. And Russia. Let's do that. Because <laughs> that's the biggest current event. <laughs> yeah. Um, when we first started talking about this, probably a year ago, you were like, look, it's not the Ukraine. It's Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> and you I have noticed funny? that when everybody's doing that. Yeah. But you know well, why people do that? But you know, like, for example, uh, like I noticed uh, Taylor Marshall always says the Ukraine. Yeah. But Dinesh D'Souza, sometimes it, it, it's like he, it because, you know, he, he records, he doesn't go back any race and re-record. Yeah. And I notice he sometimes, you know, flubs stuff. He gets stuff a little bit wrong. And, I, that's why I like Dinesh so much because he, it's like so honest. Even his, in his mistakes, yeah. he's honest. But he'll say the Ukraine once in a while. And I think he's yeah. one of those that was used to saying the Ukraine. But he's uh, very aware that that's not him. how yeah. it's put. And so usually he says Ukraine. Like nuclear. Um, but yeah, <laughs> nuclear. <laughs> yeah. so, you know why this is? <laughs> Do you know why people say it? <laughs> no, why? It's because of the Yukon. Oh, the Yukon in Alaska. Yeah. Yukon. So people just automatically icon? make this. You mean Icon, yeah. but Yukon? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm doing it. That's Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello, that's right. <laughs> so that's where right, the Ukraine that's exactly came it. from. Yeah. <laughs> Russian economy is, is expecting kind of a shock. And um, they're saying, you know, the the economic war has been started against the country, um, and it's hard to forecast anything. But I, Russia seems confident that they can get through this, and I'm well, at least Putin seems confident. Uh, yeah, I, I hate to say it, I'm inclined to believe him. I think this Russia's is actually good for Russia. Big country. I mean, think about all the far. You know, first of all, all of the farming and that kind of stuff internally. I, you know, I know it's cold. They up can there, produce but a lot of stuff that they just need internally. If if they and, and, and they unleash a tremendous the power of, of uh, free market, yeah, I, think I, what, I, there would be no uh, stopping yeah, them. Yeah, that that's that's true. If they which, did that, I don't think they will. But well, I think um, they might eventually, but but not under Putin. Right. So, um, anyway, but, but what's going on right now, we think we're isolating them economically and pushing them into a corner. What we're really doing is freeing them of the economic globalism. That's true. That's what's happening. And they're going to be a force to be reckoned with if they get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, everybody's calling on sanctions for everyone else. Um, Facebook and Instagram are allowing uh, people to promote violence again. Like, Within. as if this is a big deal, because they did it all through uh, Trump campaign. Yeah, so, okay. We, you can pro- yeah. promote violence against Trump supporters. Other than that, we're going to say that, oh, you violated our anti-violence yeah. standards or whatever. 
So, yeah, Russian military, right. The the vehicles and the soldiers have started fanning out in the woods surrounding Kiev, so they're getting ready to attack Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. Right. Um, Russia is allowing foreign volunteers to join its armed forces. They're predicting that they're oh, going to get sixteen thousand, like Belarus and yeah, U- Ukrainian pro-Russian supporters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so th- they said that they've gotten sixteen thousand applications. I kind of don't believe them, but also yeah, I mean it's... people from the Middle East. That would include oh. a lot of maybe like Iran and Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. I I think maybe there's some of that too. Yeah, but I mean, okay, but they they live in a desert, and it's like, well, we could live in a cold desert or a hot desert. Let's go fight in the cold desert and get land make, there. I know. I guess they they might you know, get something for I don't know. Grass is always greener, kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's like what's going on right now because they've got a corrupt government like Ukraine and versus oh. uh, a dictatorship like, a like if Russia. Russia's- if well, Russia which can one take do you over go the for? Middle East too, yeah, and you know Russia actually did. Well, they had they they were in Afghanistan before we were, right? But you know Russia, and this is something you know that, that might you know can kind of on the on the local level and understanding people's decisions and stuff. Um, Russia has done significant work. It, it would be incorrect to say that they did significant work to suppress corruption, but they did significant work to consolidate corruption. Yeah. So, for example, um, you know, you've got all these different kinds of like fees that that you need to charge for interactions with the government, whether it's obtaining a visa or or getting a birth certificate, or any other kind of thing. Yeah. Well, within the various, you know, local uh, governments, it, it was standard to, you know, require and accept bribes. Oh, well, you know, you, you want your application to go through and not get lost somewhere? Well, you know, you got to grease my palms a little bit. Well, right. the, the Russia at the national level instituted things like... Um, a barcode identification for all official employees that are receiving payments and that kind of stuff. That made it very difficult for local governments and local government leaders to engage in that kind of, of graft from their citizens. And, and, you know, so you, you, and of course what that did was was move the, move the corruption to the, you know, to the top, to the Russian, yeah. you know, government, but it it made the individual people feel like, oh, wait a minute, now there's less direct corruption. I don't feel right. like I'm being built every time I have to interact with my local government. Yeah. Well, that's a real thing. So yeah. people in Ukraine, people in Iran, Afghanistan, they can look at that and and you know, obviously this local corruption exists in those other places. And they can see, wait a minute, the, the, the Russian way might be better. Yeah. Uh, here is a, I'm going to give a list one after the other of some of the atrocities that are being accused. Uh, okay. 
So Russian soldiers have damaged a Orthodox pilgrimage site uh, in the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. Okay. Um, was this they don't like really say they're not recording any death? Was it just like okay, they bombed a city, and as part of doing so, they happened to damage the site? It's not saying. Doesn't say. So uh, Russia is using white phosphorus bombs. Okay. This is being reported. That's like Most my... of these things are being denied. Russia okay. is denying these things. Uh, White, White House... Is, is that like Greek fire? Or is that just like really, really hot burning stuff? I think it's really hot burning stuff, but it continues to burn long after it's, uh, you know, exploded. So okay. it does a lot of damage yeah, later. It spreads a lot it... of white, like, like fire everywhere. Fire, and then yeah. It's... Okay. I mean... It... You know, again, that comes... So, using white phosphorus, to me, it's like, well... Well, I, I do think if that it, if is... If it's against a military target, why not? I, would I know, but I, I believe it is... If it's uh, in a city, okay, yeah, maybe you don't want to, you know... It is against international law, though. Oh, okay, okay, it is. I didn't realize that. So, like, like Geneva Accords, that kind of stuff? Yeah, so... Okay. Then they um, shouldn't be doing it. Uh, let's see, uh, White House advisor is saying that Russia could be preparing for use of chemical weapons in Ukraine. No real that would be evidence, bad. just that's what they're claiming. Right. Uh, Russian troops storm uh, an intensive care hospital and take around 400 people hostage. Okay. Now, what does that mean? There's, yeah, that doesn't... <laughs> Local authorities confirmed that the damaged hospital is now under Russian control. Maybe it's just that they're not making the 400 people who were staying there leave. So Why, is this, th- this how does that the same equal hostage situation? This isn't the same one that was damaged like last no. week. This is a different no, one. last week. And it ends up there were Russian troops in that hospital instead of patients. And that's why they did it. You mean Ukrainian troops? This troops. is something different. Yeah. That's what I, I thought. You know, too. I, I saw that it's like okay, three killed. They keep saying all oh, they bombed a like school, that. but that's and where the troops are. It's like yeah, okay, but there weren't any school kids there. Instead, it was a place for troops. So yeah, yeah. I, all right, this is and, a different yeah, situation is, where they hate, overtook a hospital. Okay, so they overtook a hospital and they're holding them so-called hostage, which means possibly. They're not forcing them to evacuate. I have a feeling that's what it is. I mean, God, the way these things know. get reported, I just don't believe mainstream media. I'm sorry, okay, I have no the, reason here's to believe the other it. Thing. Is it possible that as evil as Putin is, and we both agree Putin is evil? Yeah. Is it possible that some of the military directors within Russia, some of the the generals, you know, in America mm-hmm. we would call them the the three star, four star generals. Are not quite as as evil as we assume Putin is. Right, that's a possibility. Certainly not as evil as the Ukraine uh, generals are. Because so do we have examples of that. Uh, I don't have any direct ones right now. I just I because I didn't. I mean, it's not like Ukraine is some kind of Christian name. It's not like Ukraine is Poland, for example, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's still I just, a secular, you know, unchristian nation. I just know that people, that their men are trying to get out of fighting. I know that. Okay. And if they're trying to get out of fighting, I mean... That means something. 
that means something significant because men don't shirk from fights. Right. Generally. Generally. Although, I mean, if, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, if somebody I, were I, attacking Shiviet, I, I think I was I'd listening fight. to Dinesh D'Souza and he was making a point about like Democrats versus Republicans or something like that. And yeah. it's like, it was like if, if, the United States were invaded by a foreign nation. Let's say the United States were placed in the situation that Ukraine is in. Yeah. Would you take up arms to fight or would you flee? And overall, Democrats, Republicans together, overall, it was like, I forget, like 60 this was a poll? something, 70, maybe 71. No, I, I think it's, it's, it's like 71 was like, like for just Republicans and not Democrats, but like the the overall number was like a little bit more than than 50, like sixty something maybe percent said they would pick up arms and fight. The rest said they would flee. It's like okay. why isn't it ninety nine percent would say I'd pick up arms and fight? Yeah, I don't get that. I but don't. Maybe get that they at were all. asking that is women. So and, doggone scary. Maybe they were talking women also. Well, yeah, they were talking women, and a lot more women okay. said they would flee than men. I would imagine. But why is it at ninety nine percent among men? Why is it why is it seventy percent among men instead of ninety something percent? We're gonna get around to that soon because we keep. I want to talk about why men are such wimps in yeah, America we'll have, today. We'll have to do our podcast on that whole thing. Yeah, but not next week because I got an that was an eye opener for, for me. It's like, wow, America is yeah. much wimpier than than I ever gave it credit credit for. I knew that when everybody wore a mask. But I don't think it's that way in Ukraine. I think the men who don't want to fight for Ukraine, they don't it's for like ideological reasons. Yeah, I mean, whether so, it, anyway, ideolo- um, ideology is good or bad, I don't know. But I think it's it's not cowardice. There is at least a, in some cases. Yeah, there was a drama theater that was bombed. That was it was an air raid shelter holding up to twelve hundred civilians. Supposedly, it was largely destroyed by bombing. Uh-huh. Uh, how many people died? It doesn't say how many people died. It does say that Russia authorities are denying that they bombed it. Oh, which- I okay. I'm not saying I believe Russia. But I don't believe Ukraine. I think Ukraine yeah. would bomb themselves. It, it's just Ukrainian hard to authorities say. are evil. People especially don't, especially if they thought that the people being holed up there were largely pro-Russian, uh, part of a pro-Russian faction, right. or something like that. They were, hey, let's bomb them, kill the pro-Russians, and then make it like Russia is bombing us. Or if you they know, didn't kill, want to take care civilians. of them. Refugees. If you got twelve hundred civilians, you got to take care of them. You got to. Well, feed that's them. true. That's true. And if they don't have food, that's why Russia yeah. killed off their citizens because they true. couldn't feed them. Um, the Ukrainian authorities are claiming that two thousand one hundred eighty-seven civilians have been killed in uh, Mariupol. In where? Mariupol. Mariupol. Is that a uh, Ukrainian city? Yeah. Hold on. How Let do you me spell see it? Where Mariupol, that is. M-A- M-A-R-I-U-P-O-L. So that's right on the banks of uh, the Gulf. So I don't know how to, uh, whether you say it Mariupol or Mariupol or what. Yeah, but it's... Uh, 
Okay, so... They're claiming uh, 2,100 people, 2,200 people in that city alone. Um, the United Nations is saying that they've got over 3 million refugees. That's a lot of refugees. 3 million refugees on that on that port city? No, no, from Ukraine in general. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I still... I know we, you know, if, if, if there was an attack, obviously you try to get your family out of there. Yeah. But you but don't just leave. If it's attacking You've your homeland, fight. it's like, hey, you take the kids, you go, I gotta stay and fight. Yeah, this is my home. This is America. No, I'm not gonna let them come in here and take it. And, and I don't believe that if they really, if, if the, if, I think, I think Russian support is much higher than people. Yeah. Give credit for. I think so. Um, The International Court of Justice orders Russia to immediately halt its invasion of Ukraine. Well, obviously. So there's that. Uh, Okay, I don't know how much this is true. A a report from the Financial Times, a peace plan is drafted by Ukraine and Russia. The conditions include a ceasefire, Russian withdrawal, if Ukraine abandons all attempts of joining NATO and accepts limits on its armed forces. So they're saying that as that, long as you don't here, here I mean, here, here's where I, I'm going to turn a little bit, you know, anti-Russian, pro-Ukrainian. Yeah. And, and it's not like I'm pro-Russian in any sense right now. But just think of the logic of this. If you agree to remove any obstacle to our ability to invade you we won't invade you yeah <laughs> that's yeah. what it sounds like to me okay but this is being um first of all not like ukraine is a threat to russia they're saying that this plan was drafted by ukraine and russia Oh, like a, First a of mutual. All. Okay, not yeah, just Yeah, this is Russia something they decided they could both agree with. Number mm-hmm. two, uh, Zelensky was quoted as saying that it would be impossible for them to join NATO right now. Oh, okay. It sounds it's, like he's already given up on joining NATO. On NATO, right. So, I, maybe, maybe this is working. I don't know. May, maybe they are close to peace. I doubt it, but maybe. So, that is all of our Russia news. Okay. Now we got everything else. Um, uh, on Java in Indonesia, there's a, a Mount uh, Merapi er, uh, erupts. Uh, 250 people are evacuated from the city, I guess. Uh, let's see. But we had another. Oh, no. It was an earthquake. There's an earthquake in Japan, 7.3, um, triggering tsunami warnings. Uh, four people are killed, 94 others are injured. I don't know if there are there was actually a tsunami or if there was just a warning for a tsunami. But we we talked once about how fast those waves travel. Yeah, wasn't it something we like were, we 500 miles an hour? At um. Where there, there was the one that traveled like across the the Pacific, the Atlantic, I think, or Pacific. Was it the Atlantic? I can't remember now. 
But it was all the way across. Within, and we were we were shocked at how fast it traveled. Yeah, it was like faster than a jet. But because but that's because of the incom the uh, the near Waters. incompressibility of water. Yeah, yeah. So if there were, it's saying there were tsunami warnings. I'm assuming by now, if they didn't if they didn't report that there were, was a tsunami, then there wasn't one, or at least right. nothing to be worried about anyway um let's see okay the constitutional tribunal which is the highest court in poland declares that the european court of human rights cannot control the validity of the appointment of any judges of poland so they're okay, they're saying no you don't got control over our judges the UN they're telling can't can't invalidate a judge in poland right well, good for Poland. So, yeah, they're they're sticking up for themselves. I yeah. don't know why they're still part of EU anyway. Why, why don't they yeah, just why get not out just of drop it? out? So do, a, do a Brexit. Do a, do a Brexit. Yeah, Poland Britain did it. I don't Poland know. can do it. Yeah, uh, you, Israel the EU, EU is going to fall apart. In yeah, fact, it has to. The EU is going to fall apart, and then either the rest of the European countries are going to to become stronger for it, become self-sufficient, assert their uh, sovereignty, or one by one, they're going to become part they're of the new USSR. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um, Israel votes 45 to 15, their, their voting body, whatever that is, uh, to bar Palestinian spouses of Israelis from obtaining citizenship. Oh, so you if can't they, just marry if they, an Israelite and say... If they come well, from the West Bank... I'm not done. If they come from the West Bank or the Gaza Strip. Oh, only those ones. And they block any family reunifications of Israel's Israelis and their spouses. If their spouses come from enemy countries like Lebanon, Syria, and Iran. I'm not entirely surprised by that. I, you know, yeah. in America, we have probably the most uh, liberal, and I don't mean liberal in a good way or necessarily a bad way, but one of the most liberal concepts of citizenship of any country in the world. Yeah. I mean, there are countries where you have to have been part of that country for X number of generations. To even consider being considered a citizen, right? So, in so. in a in a country like Israel, that are you know, let's face it, Israel, whether you're pro-Zionist, anti-Zionist, pro-Israel, anti-Israel, whatever, Israel is as a political reality in an ongoing. I mean, practically for their entire existence, uh, yeah, in modern existence. I'm, I'm not talking biblical. I'm talking modern. Right. Um, existential struggle you know it's like okay the the struggle is not how much power are we going to have how much influence are we going to have worldwide the the struggle is are we going to be a nation or not can we exist yeah yeah so it it doesn't surprise me and and I can't say that I'm terrible I I mean I it's like okay yeah yeah, so it it seems like maybe a natural outgrowth of, of some of the realities of what are going on in the Middle East Right. Uh, there's a huge wildfire 
in South Korea. The biggest one in South Korean history is uh, 24,000 hectares. Hectares. What's a hectare? Um, Is that a number of acres? Well... Hectare is a metric unit of square measure equal to 100 acres. So we're looking at... No, hold on, hold on. 240,000 hectares? Uh, a, a hectare is 2.47 acres. Okay, what? Equal to 100 acres. Well, why did they... Wait, this is where, the where weirdest did you, definition. Where did you see that? Because, okay, one hectare, 2.47 okay. acres. Okay, okay let listen. Me look. I, I went up hectares to acres. A metric unit of square measure equal to... 100 acres. And then in parentheses it says... You're not listening. I know. And then in parentheses... Okay. I'm reading the same thing you are. And it's nonsense. And then parentheses. 2.471 Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, reread that word after after 100. It doesn't say acres. Oh, okay, Aries. Okay. It's not acres. It's it's (laughs) 10,000 square... Meters. Okay, okay, okay. So it's part of converting. Uh, you know, so what? Yeah, just talk about okay, acres. Two and a half acres. Understands acres. Yeah. Why um, don't they just say acres? You know, we we ought to start like a a I don't know like a, a coalition to abolish metric or something like that. Yeah, you know, it's so I, easy okay, to I, do. Metric I kind of though. laugh, and I'm saying that tongue in cheek because I'm an engineer and and I'm very interested in science. And I love metric when it comes to things like yeah. cosmology and and quantum physics and stuff like that. But in, in the real world, let's just let's just deal with yeah. normal, <laughs> you know, yeah. feet, miles, acres, and so forth. <laughs> um, so we're looking at about fifty-seven thousand acres of land on fire in uh, what- South Korea. What part does it say? What South part? Korea is that big? Um, U L J I N County, and that is. Whoops! Think on it. Here, when I do that, let's try this again. That looks like a. Okay, so tiny it's, all the all the way. Uh, it's about halfway down, but all the way to the east. To the east, yeah, yeah. Along the Sea of Japan, right along there. It, it's like I, uh, okay, all right. I all didn't right. know South Korea was even that big, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really when you look at it, it's like okay, it's like it, this, it's tiny, but and it, it's cut off from the mainland by North Korea, and it's like this. It, it's kind of like this little enclave. Of more, you know, South Korea does have yeah. a, a socialist government. It's not like they're capitalist free, that kind of stuff. But it's yeah. this on, but but they want their sovereignty, their independence from North Korea, which obviously there's some distinction, some kind of difference of 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 what they think of as you know of socialist because North Korea is just abject poverty and. And that kind of stuff, and South Korea is kind of more thriving. I mean, you know, you get companies like yeah. LG well, you could just look at the roads Samsung there and stuff like that. You look at a map, and you can see the roads crisscrossing South uh, 
South Korea, Korea versus and then North Korea. On it's North like America, nothing. Korea, it's like yeah. yeah, there's nothing there. It's yeah, except a bunch of cities so, here and there with overcrowded and all right. But, but, um, but anyway, so so they're burning. Fire, hopefully, they'll get over it. Maybe they'll learn some and, forest management techniques. Not from California. Uh, they're also saying that they have detected new activity in the. There's a nuclear test site in North uh, Korea oh. that was kind of shut down in 2018. And they think it's um, opening back up? They think they are, yeah, opening that back up. There's new So how do they detect? I mean, are down. these things that are detected these by are satellite picking pictures. up? Are they satellite or is it like they, by picking up um, like various seismic monitors around the globe? Okay, satellite. Because you could imagine, like a nuclear test, a, a nuclear explosion. I mean, seismic equipment might be able to pick up. A well, nuclear... you remember there was that uh, there was that mountain that kind of they had trouble. It was during Trump era, didn't they have some kind of like a, an explosion in North Korea, somewhere close to China, in one of the mountains in North Korea? Uh, they had it sounded like an experiment gone bad. Oh, okay. Remember that. And I don't know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We. I mean, it was one of the news things on our podcast. Yeah. I don't remember the details, but so a small. Let's see. Point eight to two meter. I don't. So a meter, a, a one or two meter big meteor asteroid. Think about was two discovered. Yards. Yeah. Discovered by an observatory, and it finally uh, came here, and it fell. Over the Arctic Ocean. Oh, actually, uh, uh, fell. Yeah. Okay. So hit so the Arctic this, Ocean. Did it create a wave that that was seen anywhere? I don't. I don't. It doesn't say. But they're saying this is the smallest asteroid to have been discovered before impact. Oh, so two so meters. We've had larger asteroids that have impacted. Yeah. But you don't hear about because even two meters. That's is, huge. But. Well, it I burns know, up but, before but there it, are it just comes down in a ball. There are asteroids that are big enough that would be like big enough to like, like a city, yeah, yeah, land a spaceship on or something like that. Yeah, two meters. It's like oh, two meters like, looking out into the middle of the space where it's it's like an open ocean or something. That's you know? tiny. I mean, that's, there's nothing that I mean, is tiny. That's it's very I mean, small. If you think think of two meters in space is is like seeing a basketball in the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's amazing. see. Uh, YouTube blocks all accounts associated with Russia's state-funded media outlets for violation of blah, 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 blah. I don't, you know, Russia is uh, censoring and so is America. I don't... I'm sorry. I <laughs> don't see a difference. Happens. Well, you know... I'm I, not going to, you know... It's like... You know, the, the saying, shit happens, censorship happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Iran launched 12 ballistic missiles at Iraq. Um, and uh, carrying one of them of exploded. I guess they were I, I just... Regular, conventional Explosions, bombs. yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of them went off near the U.S. consulate. Okay. And apparently damaged... That was the report I heard because I heard a report, or I I, like my wife said, "Wow, it looks like Iran has bombed the U.S. consulate in Iraq." 
Not yeah. quite that. It's that a bunch of missiles were launched, and one of them was close enough to damage the U.S. consulate. Yeah. But no deaths or injuries are reported. Okay. Ethiopian government says that it will take action against men who were seen in a video wearing Ethiopian military and police uniforms and burning civilians alive. Whoa. So they're going to take action against them. <laughs> they should. Yeah. Wow. Um, New York City Police Department releases images of a suspected serial killer who has shot five homeless men so far. You said New York City. New York City Police Department releases right. images. Okay. Yeah. Here's the funny thing. You go look at the images. It's they... it's a guy in a black suit with a black mask with a black hat. <laughs> I mean, it's... Oh, you, you mean he looks like anything. Antifa? Yeah. No, it's not that. It's just that what's the point of releasing the yeah, image? Why, why I mean, release the image? Oh, hey, if you it see It doesn't anyone, tell you anything. If you see anyone if you, that see you anyone can't identify... Like this, yeah, like all of America right now because they told everybody to wear a mask. Uh, the, but, okay, it looks like the, the D.C. Police Department has arrested someone uh, in connection. With what? Wait a minute. What are you wait talking about? Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The the serial killer yeah. was in New York, in City, New York City and in Washington D.C. They think he's the same guy. Yeah. Why? I don't know. But Washington D.C. has arrested someone. Okay. And they think it's the same guy that was well, in New York City. Let's hope nobody likes yeah. serial killers being on the streets. Right. Uh. A DDoS cyber attack temporarily takes down the Israeli government websites. So, oh, okay. I don't... So Why the, isn't there a more better way to protect yourself from DDoS? We get DDoSed all the time, my household. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never experienced that. Well, well you don't maybe, have... Maybe I have and just not known it. Maybe I've just... Uh, Ascribed it to oh yeah the internet's acting up. If if suddenly for hours you can't can't uh, seem to get, do anything. Yeah, yeah that's. But you know the thing. But is, I know it's happening to us though because my my idiot kids get on the these games and start yelling insults at at other people <laughs> and then and then we'll get DDoS for like two days straight. It's like come on kids be civil. Uh, yeah, yeah that's they the can't thing. just it's be like, civil. Okay, yeah, be civil, but at the same time, you're playing games. Why can't the yeah. other people accept a little bit of smack in the the right spirit? Because it's not in the right spirit. I've heard them. I've walked in on them. I'm it's, like, what are you saying? It's not just Don't use that smack. language in my house. Yeah. Okay. I get well, so mad at them, but, and it's like, I mean, why I mean, don't you I just be civil, because, and then know, this wouldn't happen. The, the first D of DDoS is distributed, and, yeah. and the whole point of that is that there's no way for a given router to understand that this one singular packet that it's passing is part yeah. of a distributed attack. And that's why DDoS is so difficult to uh, defend against. It, it it There was one guy who, it, it went on for a month. And I finally... For you? I had to change... Yeah, I had to change... Uh, this was back when we had, uh, what's the Time Warner one that became, uh, 
whatever company they are oh, now. Time Warner. Were they bought Warner. by Cox or? Uh, no. No, no, no. Comcast. It's because no, because really? with the S. They weren't bought by Spectrum, were they? Yeah, Spectrum. <clears throat> really? Okay. Yeah. So back then, you got a uh, dedicated IP address, and you were going to have that IP address like for as long as you had that bill. And it was impossible to get a new IP address. But um, now we are using a service with a dynamic IP address. And if I release the IP address and restart the router, I can get, get a get different a IP one. address. And yeah. that, you can get past DDoS's with that. That's true. Yeah. Did I identify DDoS? Did I... I I said distributed that denial we get attacked. of service. Yeah, you said DDoS, but it's distributed. Okay, denial so of basically, service. it's like you get a whole bunch of uh, packet. You get a whole bunch of information coming into your router, and your router doesn't know what to do with it all, and it kind of clogs up the system. Yeah, it's that's like the denial somebody of service. And the putting a bunch of leaks or something. This information in your toilet. is coming from ten thousand different parts of the internet at the same time. That's why no it, router. Yeah. Can can recognize that it's part of a DDoS attack. Yeah, you would think there would be a way to solve this problem. It's been going on for years. There might be a way, but, but it would be a clampdown on the internet so severe yeah. that nobody would want it. Well, uh, Israeli wants it. <laughs> they were shut down for let's see how long. It doesn't say how long. It doesn't even say. Maybe it's still going on. Like yeah. WhiteHouse.gov in, in our country. Yeah, right? yeah. It's not like all of Israel. Uh, Interior, Health, Justice, and Welfare Ministries. Okay. And the Prime Minister's Office. All right. So everything. Uh, that is all of my news. Wow, okay. I had a lot of news. <laughs> you did. I was surprised. There's not a lot of nonsense news this week. A uh, few things, and then... Something of a personal nature that. Okay. Um, let's see. Where we go? Oh, you know what? Okay. So first, um, <laughs> you know, ever since Biden got elected, and and in that same round of elections, you know, the Democrats took control of basically the government. Yeah. Um, Pretty much everything. And they've been, you know, I mean, they're they're overall approval rating has plummeted especially biden's i think this is one of those things that they're like clinging to to be their legacy it's like if if everything else goes to you know goes to shit well we can at least say that we did this now apparently i i can't even imagine what constitutional power this comes under and i can't imagine what state any state would say, oh, we're going to obey that instead of just saying, you know, screw you. We're going to do our own thing. But the yeah. U.S. Senate approves a bill to make daylight savings time permanent. For everyone? For everyone Everybody in the has States. to follow it? Yeah. So starting in two, 2023, it would be like, okay, we switch to daylight savings time in the spring. We do our spring forward in 2023. And then after that, we never fall back. Now, if, if wait it actually... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, go ahead. You, you're saying that we will no longer be saving time? We will no longer be changing the clocks? 
Right. I thought you meant they're they're forcing everyone to change the clocks every six months. No, the the U.S. Senate approves a bill to make daylight saving time basically to put us on permanent daylight savings time even in the winter. That's isn't that so? It's going to stupid. Yeah. Why? It says the change would enable children to play outdoors later. Yeah, like eleven o'clock. You know what? What parent has has gauged their time to call in kids by the clock? No parent ever. It's always the streetlights. Yeah. So <laughs> street eleven o'clock at night. Come in. It's going to finally get dark and in Shivia. That's insane. Well, no, it's it's like it's going to keep light until yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll push it'll push getting dark out till like ten o'clock. But it'll also push it later no, in the 11. winter. So, so when you're used to, to it getting dark at like I don't know what seven o'clock in the winter, well now it's going to be eight o'clock. Well, what kids play outside in the winter anyway? Yeah, I know. I mean, they're supposed to be home um, doing s- homework or whatever. And they're talking about this is so uh, stupid. Endorsing economic activity, yeah, uh, advocating brighter afternoons and more economic activity. Really? That does. That's not how it works anymore. It's People so don't. Stu- People don't even go by daylight anymore. That's retarded. And kids don't have economic activity. They play... I don't know if they play baseball on the street anymore, but the whole thing is dumb. It is dumb. It's Why, like dumb from the ground up. This is just... I wish... I wish Ohio would say, you know what? Screw you. We're doing it anyway. I hope Indiana... You know, here's the thing. Indiana never used to Indiana be was the holdout. Indiana yeah. used to just... It's like, uh, you know, what, why would we change our clocks? You know, that's stupid. And Indiana yeah. was correct. But I hope yeah. if this bill passes the House, Indiana says, screw you, we're still going to change our time. The thing is, it bugs me that they do it at all. It's just yeah. now that the, I know. Federal, that government the federal government has tried to weigh in, it's like, no, nah, so, nah. Okay, now I want to do it just to... to to give the finger to the federal government. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling my boss, I'm sorry, I'm changing my clocks. Expect That's me an right. hour late. <laughs> this oh, is wow. so stupid. I just, but the, the thing is, it's like, what other legacy could do. this Democrat administration possibly hope for? They've failed everywhere else. Yeah, the the war with Russia, maybe. That'll be yeah. their <laughs> legacy. Oh, they killed some Americans Jeez, in Afghanistan. Please. I guess that's something, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Insane. All right. <laughs> um, it being St. Patrick's Day, uh, I guess in uh, in England and Ireland, a bunch of people are upset at how their Guinnesses are being poured. Um, now, just to be precise... The proper way to pour a Guinness is going to result, and we're talking about draft, not not you know out of a bottle or something like that. The oh. proper way to draw a Guinness is going to result in what you would think of as a priest's collar at the top of foam. A head, a head, priest's collar size at the top. Okay. Uh, but people are really upset that they're getting sometimes no head at all. And then sometimes, like, all head and practically no beer. Yeah. Uh, All I can say is, I don't know, first world problem? (laughs) Do you 
Do you know there's a there's like a school on on, uh, that, on drawing Guinness out of a out of a keg you know out of a tap? No, out of a bottle. Oh, out of a bottle. either one. Oh, both pouring Guinness out they, of a you bottle. You can go to you can go to a Guinness. Uh, there's like I guess they have it at their. Uh, um, they, there's the actually website? a certification. By the way, do you... No. Just real you quick. You can go there and get certified. Does everybody realize that this Guinness, the, the beer, is the same Guinness of the Guinness Book of World Records? I didn't know there was a Guinness in the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, yeah. The Book of World you Records is Guinness. You mean the same person? Guinness. And it's, it's the Guinness Book of World Records, Guinness of the Guinness Brewery. As in family name? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. As in the okay. the, the name of the brewery, Guinness. Right, exactly. That okay. is the same people. There is a uh, school that you can go to. To learn the how brewery. to pour Guinness. Not just to learn, but oh. to get certified. To, to, oh, you can so actually get a certificate. You... Yeah. I might do that just to have that. Well, like... Like uh, waiters will yeah. have Guinness. Because they, like, they might bring a bottle of Guinness to your table. Okay, I'd like you to pour that for me. Oh, okay. And, and do it you go right to way. certain restaurants that guarantee that their waiters are, are Guinness, Guinness certified. certified. Cool. Yeah. Now, I'm actually, right. like, during this podcast, I've been drinking beer out of a Guinness glass that is... I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say this. Um, it's a... Uh, personalized Guinness glass. I was in like a, I don't know, Kroger or something like that. And there was this, um, a couple of guys that had this, this machine set up and for free, they weren't charging anything. Oh yeah. Go ahead and give us your name. We'll etch a glass with your name, a Guinness glass with your name and you can have it for free. Okay. So I got one. It says Dan. Okay. And it's got the Guinness, uh, what is that, a harp? It's got the Guinness harp, like, embossed on one side, and then the Guinness name and the harp in, in like, gold on the other side of the glass. Okay. So, anyway, people are upset that their Guinnesses are not being poured correctly. Well, like I said, first world problem. Can't just be upset. You got to do something about it. That's right. Are they trashing the place? <laughs> I don't know. I, was, I, was, I know. It's like okay, it's a bar. What are you going to do? They poured your Guinness wrong. Hey, yeah. give it, give it to me again. I don't know. Whatever. All right. This, this is kind of interesting. We, we did a couple of podcasts about this kind of stuff, and um, there was even the uh, uh, we did the one about the uh, the the book about the the haunted daughter of Cincinnati. Oh yeah. Okay. Couple claims to have uh, proof of the afterlife as CCTV picks up a ghost of a deceased tenant. And you know, it, it, I mean, I haven't watched the video. It says you got to turn off your ad blocking software. I'm not not willing to do that. Um, but yeah. a couple of the still images, it's like, well, yeah, you know, it it really could be. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else is in their apartment. Like. It's like okay, well, do you have have you taken okay. your camera? I, I'm and, looking at the image, and it looks very much like a uh, uh, a, a woman the game that everybody Minecraft character. Yeah, the pixel. That's what I see. The pix, because that's that's Pixelate. part of yeah. the pixelization. But it's like okay, if you go there during the day, 
and you just like walk up to it when when the character when the the so-called ghost is not there what does that part yeah. of your hallway look like i don't know yeah uh, that's what i'd be but interested I, in but it, it says that uh the ghost is roaming about and there's a video link that you can click but i'm not willing to try oh okay so it's moving I'll, yeah, I'll turn it. Yeah, off. click, click, I'll click look. it and see see what it looks Where like. Where are you looking? Where? Okay, did you open the oh. link? So it's like the first. It's, please turn okay, off the ad on. blocking software to view this video. I gotta find my ad blocking software. And turn it off. I can't even. That's a Roku. <laughs> I don't know how to. How did I don't that know get how to turn off ad block. So do you have Firefox? It should be like uh, in the upper right hand corner, like ad block plus or something like that. I don't know it you know it's it it kind of reminds me you remember that um that recording you had of it was mostly white noise your kids playing with the phone yeah it's kind of like that except video wise yeah well that didn't sound like white noise that sounded like some guy talking to my kid i still heard white noise with a lot of you know I heard a kid say hello, and the other guy said hello, and they had a conversation. Do you still have that? I can't find it, but oh. I know I have it somewhere. I have I, maybe I it. have it. I mean, I mean, because well, I have it, send it I, I used to have a thing if I'd never throw away emails, even junk emails. Yeah. All right. Okay. Anyway, so ghost, you know, uh, you know, you guys watch the video, you decide. Send us a quick note. Let us know whether you think it's a ghost or just, uh, you know, a stupid effect. Uh, if you can get it to work, I, I still haven't. You still haven't even gotten it to play? Yeah, my my ad block just won't. We've talked about this way too long. That's true. Okay, last on my uh, nonsense. This is. Uh, my son thought of this, and it's really cool that he thought of it, and actually really funny. Uh, so this is St. Patrick's Day, and everybody knows the tradition on St. Patrick's Day is you wear green. If you don't wear green, then they get, you know, somebody who is wearing green gets to pinch you, right? You've, you've heard of that, right? I No, I've never You've heard never of heard of that? that? If you don't wear green on St. Patrick's no. or you know, if you see somebody not wearing green, you get to pinch them. If you are wearing green, uh, I dare you to try that. <laughs> <laughs> go around pinching girls all day. I, I know. It's like, well, hey, Patrick, okay, can I pick? <laughs> can I pick where I pinch them? <laughs> okay. Go well, my son, um, ch- you know, specifically, he he works at a uh, hospital. He's a uh, sonogram, what, what you, like ultrasound. Uh, sonogram technician, whatever, for, for cardio. So, like, heart sonograms and stuff like that. Anyway, he specifically, purposely did not wear green today. And anytime anybody brought it up, he said, you can pinch me if you can tell me one thing that St. Patrick did or said. Now, I thought it was hilarious that he thought to do that. I, and that's, like, really cool. But I'm kind of depressed at the fact that nobody that he encountered during his entire day at work was able to come up with anything at all. Nobody knew that he he got rid of snakes in Ireland? Nobody brought up like legendary stuff like getting rid the of shamrock? snakes. shamrock? 
Nobody brought up the thing, the shamrock as a symbol of the Trinity. Nobody brought up converting Ireland to Christianity. And nobody knew he was a leprechaun? No. <laughs> he was a leprechaun? I didn't know that. <laughs> nobody was able to bring to I, say anything, either legendary. Are you, are you sure maybe it's just that nobody wanted to pinch him? Well, you know, it could be. I've never heard that. <laughs> And I have never, I didn't wear green today either. But did anybody, but you didn't challenge anybody. I have a limited number of people. You didn't challenge anybody. Nobody asked. Huh? Nobody asked. Uh, Nobody Nobody asked. asked. I know, yeah. Now, I asked people. Right. I mean, I was in the, I walked into the, You asked to pinch people? And the guy was standing there. I said, yeah, I'm looking for people to pinch today. (laughs) He laughed. (laughs) He said, oh, he said, you know, I don't even realize what day it is until I get my second cup of coffee. Yeah. And then I saw the secretary well, at work. I said, you're not wearing your green. She said, I have a green necklace. I just took it off. Well, I took her word for it. I didn't pinch her. Because where, okay. where could you pinch a woman? Good thing. So. Only one spot. <laughs> exactly. Well, there's there's three spots, actually. And I'm married. So, never mind. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, but anyway, I thought it was really cool that he thought to do that because it's like, hey, if you can tell me something. Because all of those people that he interacted with, maybe yeah. some of those people will actually go look up a little bit about St. Patrick so that they're, yeah. you know, well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, maybe. I'm calling you out on St. Patrick's Day. I'm wearing green for St. Patrick's Day. I have no idea who St. Patrick is. All right. Well, go learn about him. Okay. All right, that's all I've got. All right, uh, I do have a saint. Cool, Saint Saint Aidan of Ferns, also known as Moog of Ferns. So the Aidan would be spelled A I D A N of Ferns, as in the the plant like thing. Um, so he lived from five fifty eight. Uh-huh. To 632. If you look him up, you'll see him on, uh, on Wikipedia, also as Saint Mode. Okay, but here's the thing. Okay, the obvious saint today would have been Saint Patrick, right? Yeah. But Saint Aidan. I didn't know it was Saint Patrick. Is an Irish saint. Right. He is an Irish saint. So. And, uh, Saint Kalin, uh, supposedly was the one who wanted to, he saw, uh, Saint Aidan, and he wanted to baptize him mm-hmm. as the infant. Uh, but they were like, I guess he was out. They had to cross water to get the baby Aidan to Saint Kalin, who was just, I, I guess, Father Kalin at the time or something. Okay. Maybe Bishop Kalin. Um, they couldn't find a boat. Um, but they floated him across on a slab of stone. Wait, so how, wait, wait, wait. They put him on. What yeah. does that mean? Floated it's him? It's just a miracle. Yeah, they they put him on a stone and the stone floated. So oh, they this said, is a miracle. Push the stone okay, across. okay. Yeah. Um, as a youth, he was taken hostage at one point um, by the High King of Ireland. And the king was very impressed with him, so he told him he could go. But Aiden said he wouldn't go until all of the other hostages were released. Oh, okay. And the king let them all go finally. Wow. Um, so as he's growing up, he's becoming something of a sensation, and a lot of people are coming and want to become his disciples. But he 
didn't want that kind of publicity, I guess. So he fled Ireland to go to Wales to study under St. David, who I guess he was a bishop at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I, I guess at some point he came back to Ireland. And when he got there, uh, there was a army of Saxons um, who were planning to attack. And he destroyed them by rolling a whole bunch of stones down this giant valley into their camp and killed them all. Uh, the the king there, this is in, uh, in Ferns. Let's see. The king there was grateful for it. So he granted him Ferns, which is a city in the county of Wexford. Okay. Now, he stayed there for the rest of his life, I think. He was, uh, there are several miracles and legends attributed to him. He, in one, he had broken a jug that he was, he was getting a big jug of ale, which is beer, for yeah. his fellow monks. And he this dropped like, it and broke it. Like sixth century. Yeah. I didn't realize like beer as like a specific ale was even a thing then. Wow. Well, well, maybe only in that's Ireland. the way it's reported. I don't know. Maybe only in Ireland. Yeah. Well, he broke it, and he made the side of the cross over the shards, put them back together, and then went ahead and got his jug of ale. <laughs> okay, more proof that God approves of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, in one case, a local bagged him for a meal because he saw him grinding flour. Um, and so St. Aidan gave him some of his flour. Right. And then the guy came back again and disguised himself as a blind man and, uh, to ask for more. And St. Aidan was very annoyed with this and he, he kind of cursed him. He said, from now on, your descendants will never lack for a blind member. Oh, so wow. From now on, oh, wow. someone in your family is going to be blind. <laughs> From a saint. Uh, there was one time uh, some wolves devoured a calf Wait a minute, is that, at one of is, his monasteries. Is there any more about the curse thing? Uh, it doesn't say whether or not... Uh, I think we're supposed to assume that the guy always had a blind man in his family. Or after that, that the family died out. Because, you know, there, there was a similar thing. Not cursed from a saint, but cursed from a gypsy in our family tree. Yeah. Like that all the, the first men son would, would have large noses. No. <laughs> that's yeah, the way wait, I wait, that, that, That's still around. I didn't know about that one. No, it was the firstborn son would die an unnatural death. And it can, it actually it worked out that way for seven generations, according to legend that our dad was able to dig up while he was interviewing people, you know, doing genealogy research. Until there was somebody who didn't have any sons. Yeah, yeah, I remember. There were, you know, like suicides, uh, deaths yeah. in a, a insane asylum, stuff like that. Yeah. So anyway, all right, back to Saint. Um, okay, there was another time when where a some wolves have had uh, eaten one of the calves, and the mother cow, the heifer, was kind of distraught and just wouldn't calm down. So, uh, St. Aidan sent for his cook and he blessed 
the head of the cook. And from then on, the heifer would follow him around and lick him and, and as if he was a calf. <laughs> Uh, there was also one time when, um, all right, I, I gotta ask, there were, before you go on, mm-hmm. where are you finding these stories? I typed in his name and, and like, I've looked at like seven links so far from Google and they're all these like short one paragraph things Unless that I'm don't tell at the any of these guy. stories of his life. Where did you I, find this? Is this a wiki? I, I I avoided Wikipedia. Is this all from Wikipedia? I think most of this is from Wikipedia. Usually, I don't get my stuff from Wikipedia, but Wikipedia had the most stuff this time. Okay. But usually, I I search for like an hour or two, going from site to site, looking sometimes through like Google Books. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get it there, and I just keep looking until I find these little stories. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I I should have clicked on Wikipedia first. I avoided that, and I was clicking on all, the, all these Catholic sites, and I couldn't find any of the stuff you're talking about. But now that I click on Wikipedia, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this stuff is there, and then there's a whole bunch of references. So he saw some uh, British. Uh, he it was a British delegation from bishops of bishops, and he came across them. They were on their journey, and they looked exhausted, and they were asking for food. And he being the bishop, no. Yeah, he was the bishop in that area, and he told them they could, even though it was during Lent, he told them they could go ahead and eat a slaughtered cow. Right. Back then, just so Uh, everybody knows, back then Catholics were constrained to absolve from meat, or to abstain from meat, during the entirety of Lent, not yeah. just Fridays. Meat yeah. and fat. That's where the term Fat Tuesday comes from. Because if, if whatever fat that you didn't use, like fat for cooking, whatever, up by that Tuesday, you had to throw it out because it would have turned rancid by Easter time. And that's why the, the term Fat Tuesday exists. So Catholics back then had to abstain from meat and fat during all of Lent. Yeah. Uh he told them they were excused and they could go ahead and eat it because a cow was really just milk and vegetables in condensed form. <laughs> and he I like also Hayden. mentioned he also mentioned that the whey and biscuits that they were eating had so many weevils that they were practically meat. Oh, <laughs> you're just eating protein anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, so he is. I, it doesn't really say much about his death. There's no story about his death, but he died in 632. Is he the patron uh, saint of anything? Beekeepers. Beekeepers. Um, because when he came back to uh, Ireland, he brought honeybees with him. Oh, so he introduced honeybees to Ireland. I think that's what we're supposed to. To get take from that? From wow. Okay. Okay. So yeah. that's that's an interesting question that just came to mind. Uh, honeybees are honeybees the one species that, regardless of whether they're native, should not be considered invasive anywhere in the world. 
Well, I don't know. Have you heard about them killer bees? I'm not talking about killer bees. bees. Those are laboratory engineered, special breed, that kind of stuff. I don't know about that. I thought they were African bees that somehow were in a boat. I thought they were like and got here too. and crossbred with American honeybees. I didn't think they were honey bees. I thought they were like hornets. I think they are. Ooh, okay, I didn't realize that. Did you ever see them? Some of those uh, nature shows show uh, these, you know, natives of in South America. I think, or maybe it was Africa. I can't remember now. That would go after honey, and it was it was like a dangerous thing because the bees had these giant swarms. And well, I've seen uh, like in America, like people getting caught in swarms of bees and and yeah but not like that it's a specific kind of bee oh okay it's like a giant bee but i don't know it's a crossbreed but they were wild they would show how they would find the hive here's how they would find the hive they would catch a bee and they would tie a feather to it Uh uh-huh and then let it go and then follow it back to its hive like a tiny down feather okay oh so these these are wild these are not like like beekeeper bees Right, they're wild. And then they would find the hive, and then they would cut half of it away, and that would be, hey, this, we got honey. There's the honey. But then they would get and they could sell it these because swarms. They were... Well, duh. I think normal honeybees do that. Yeah, I know, but I'm just... They're wild honeybees, and they're not the kind of... But there's a way to harvest honey that would, without getting... They don't raise them. This is in a land where they don't domesticate animals, apparently. That's okay. I don't know that that that's goes European... against my thesis that honeybees, as such, are a good species everywhere in the world. Well, I all I'm saying is that honeybees came from somewhere else, and they got to South America, and they mated with the American bees, and they made this really dangerous kind of bee. Bees. Yeah, but they're still honeybees, I think. They collect honey, but that's not the same as America. Like, like in honey. North America, like when you you have beekeepers and stuff like that. Yeah, those are a different kind. They don't worry about their bees like intermating with with some other species of bees. I don't know why it happened. I don't know how it happened. Yeah. Okay. That's... But I remember remember in the eighties the big scare of the killer bee. Well, I, I went to bed at night bee, worried but I about this. Those were hornets. No, they're bees. I thought the the term bee was just because. You know, people generally think of a hornet as a sort of super dangerous bee. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Wow. Well, nonetheless, uh, I anyway, I always like honeybees. I, you know, I if just, you but just real honey. If you raise honeybees, you could yeah. They have stingers, but, but your... it's not like they're out to use their stingers. Yeah, because it kills, it kills them. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll still use it, though. Hmm. Well, I know. I've stepped on them before. (laughs) It's like, whoo! Yeah. Okay, that's the end of uh, St. Aiden. St. Aiden. Wow. Okay. Wow. So he did all kinds of stuff in in Ireland. Uh, Yeah. And, of course, this is St. Patrick's Day, so, you know, Ireland is kind of on the mind anyway. But uh, Ireland is, is such a sad state. Oh gosh, it needs all the prayers of St. Aidan and St. Patrick and any other patron that that Ireland can muster. They have voted as a nation, democratically, and of course we don't know if there's any 
evil stuff here. We don't know if there was fraud. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Within the vote but itself, right. As, as a nation, they have voted to allow the killing of babies. Yeah. They didn't used to be. They Abortion it's used to be evil. all there. Yeah. It's just so sad. And, and I think the only Catholic place anymore is Poland. Mm-hmm. I think so. Well, I think that's all we got. End of the we're, age oh, of the we're Gentiles. almost three hours. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it. Well, folks, think about what we said. And as always... Keep circling the beads. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. All right. How, how much have you drank today? You've drank a lot. No, it's not slow. You do this thing when you drink a lot. Yeah, I know. You launch into talking, and you will not stop for anything. No matter how boring and pointless it is. <laughs> no, I didn't say you're drunk. I just said you've been drinking. <laughs>